Welcome to Life with Lindsay Ray, a place where fellow seekers are not necessarily interviewed, but invited to embark on a truth-telling journey exploring life's depth, sometimes tackling specific topics, and ultimately, always keeping it real. We dive deep to encourage and invoke inner contemplation and radical acceptance of our own humanness. It's my hope these conversations inspire you to dive underneath the surface level crap and blaze your own truth trail directly into what ignites your soul. Get ready for a whole lot of soulful chit chat, sprinkles of radically empathic advice, and some lighthearted laughs along the way. Let's get woo-woo without going cuckoo, shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Hey everyone, just a really quick reminder and disclaimer, if you are around little ones or anyone that might take offense to adult language, you might want to pop in headphones now because we do tend to use it every now and then on the podcast. Also, very important reminder that any information that you hear on this show that is said by me or any of my guests is never a substitute for any kind of medical or mental health treatment or consultation from a licensed practitioner, okay? So just remember that. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life with Lindsay Ray, the podcast. So I am joined by one of my beautiful friends who so graciously volunteered, 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 yeah, what is that called? I don't know. Volunteered. We're going to go with that Volunteered. one. <laughs> Agreed to. <laughs> Begrudgingly, though. No. Uh, to interview me for my very first podcast episode that is a, like about me. I actually so lovingly did it for her a few months ago when she launched her podcast. Oh my gosh, that was back in October. I know. It's been a hot A mi- long time. A hot minute. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So I am joined by my beautiful friend, Thais Sky. That's me. So thank you so much for begrudgingly agreeing <laughs> to do forcing. this. No, I'm kidding. I am so excited <laughs> to be here and I'm excited to be asking you and I mean, <clears throat> grilling you. Yeah, right. With some questions. Yes. So I actually recorded 40 minutes of yep. myself talking in my closet by myself to myself about myself, yep. which was just too much of myself. Yep. I literally That's was I so over myself <laughs> and then tried to listen back to it and like, I was like, I am blue in the face and I feel like I'm not even making any sense and talking in circles. And I, I just remember when I interviewed you, it's just so much easier. It's just, it was, and it was easier. And I feel like something that I did is I brought a perspective that other people, like I fished out of you what other people, what is important yeah. for other people to know about you. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to ask you to do this. Well, thing. I am happy to be here. So reporting for duty, reporting for duty. This is part of friendship duty. <laughs> this is, this is part of entrepreneurial friendship duty. Pretty when, much. when, when you each have podcasts, no, that's pretty much it. You, you show up. Yep. <laughs> and, um, for those of you who are listening, you should definitely check out Thais's work. I mean, obviously Thais's <laughs> podcast, because I'm actually on it quite yes, a lot. Quite frequently. <laughs> I'm one of the reoccurring guests. One of the only, actually but, the yeah. only reoccurring guests. <laughs> Um, I just love our conversation. Yeah, we so have much. good conversations. So, so you rich. should definitely check that out. I will definitely link it in the show notes. But her podcast is called Reclaim yes. with Thais Sky. Yeah. And can be found on pod- all, the places. Uh, all the podcast places. iTunes, iTunes Google Play. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. I'm sure I'll learn all of those because I'm going to yes, have to will. figure out how to get this on yes, them. Yes, you will. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. much. So, um, okay, let's get to what's important. Yes. So let's get to what's important. What's important is I have five episodes that I recorded last summer of this podcast that was supposed to come out in 2017, September of 2017. You go at your own pace. I do. Yeah. I do. It's not anyone else's pace. But you know what's interesting is I tend to work really well under pressure. Yeah. And what I did with the podcast is I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to put any pressure on myself. And I'm literally just going to give myself a really long lead time and I'm going to record episodes and then I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Well, that clearly didn't work out for me. Oh, okay. And then also life happened and I had a lot of stuff going on and I just, you know, so I didn't get it out. So now we're sitting here in March of 2018 and I'm finally getting around to it. Well, I think it's brilliant. Well, thanks. So I have a question for you. Yes. Tell me why the fuck 
Are you a coach? Why am I a coach? Hmm. That's a good question to start like out with. Why? Like, why are you in this whole shebang bang of being an entrepreneur okay. and self-development and starting a podcast? <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm going to be really honest. I have a lot of work to do on myself and I am very committed to my own work and yeah. doing that and, and, and just being in the role of self-development and therapeutic endeavors and figuring out my, my, my shit and my yeah. baggage and really well, we going through it. we were just talking it. today at lunch, brunch, that your trajectory of your life should quote unquote have been completely different based on oh, your yeah. upbringing and based on your background. And I everything. said that I should have been 15 pregnant yeah and like probably like on the street somewhere yeah because you had a really hard upbringing yeah and you were like uh yeah you totally should have been yeah like statistically right based on the trajectory that most people that have your background and your parents and your experiences would have ended up not doing so well yeah i mean i have you know a childhood which unfortunately you know is you face like, more than most people have ever had to face, Lindsay. Well, it you're very gracious. Well, I tend, your shit's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have. Um, I also know that I'm very privileged in lots of ways. Yes. You know, I am a, a white woman a and pretty one, and that yes, a, a white, able-bodied, thin cis cis woman in the United States of America, and that affords me many privileges. So while it doesn't totally erase or negate or absolve, you know, my hardships and what I went through, I do have an understanding and awareness that that did help me along the way. Yeah. But you also Um, had some really hard shit. I did. You know, I I can't, I I definitely, you know, grew up in, in a lot of financial hardship and struggle. And as well as there was a lot of abuse, you know, there was a lot of physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, as well as some other things that I'm still navigating. Yeah. So so inevitably in my, you know, early, like my late teens, early 20s, I kind of, I knew that I was going to have to figure shit out. Like I was incredibly controlling. I was like hyper efficient mm-hmm. at my life. I, I painted this very pretty picture. So anyone would look at me and think that I came from a really, really, like, totally fine family. And fine in air quotes because every family has their drama and shit and we all have our traumas and stuff like that. But relatively, like, normal and fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one would think that, you know, my, you know, father figures – struggled with addiction and that I don't know my biological father, things like that, you know, that I got the shit beat out of me, that I watched like my family members get the shit beat out of them, those types of things. Like no one would think that because I painted the picture to manipulate people's perception of me thinking otherwise. Absolutely. But I, I, I did that and I controlled that in a way to make myself feel safer. Yeah. And I created other things and other coping mechanisms that felt safe for me at the time. But as I grew up and as I matured, I realized were really destructive. Like I had a really bad OCD problem, really, really bad, like paralyzingly bad. Like I would tap shit. I remember that like, and this is like late teens, I would have to chew the last bite of my food on the right side of my mouth. And if I didn't, I had I had to go and get like another bite of something. Fascinating. In the morning when I would take my showers, I would have this whole ritual in the morning of things that I would tap in the shower. So I would turn off the faucet and like, or the, the shower head. And you know how like in most showers like that have a tub, like you yes. turn off the shower head, but then it runs through the bath yes. faucet. So as that was happening, I would have to put my right foot in the faucet and then my left foot in the faucet and then my right foot back in the faucet. And then I could only then could I turn the faucet off and then I would have to tap my foot in the little sprinkles that were still falling. One, two, three, right, left, right. I had no idea. If that did not happen, full blown like panic anxiety, which mind you, I didn't even know was panic and anxiety. I had no 
no concept what was happening in my brain or physically, physiology, like with what was happening at all. I remember when I was 18 years old, Remember MTV? They had those MTV True Life. Yes. I am whatever or Uh. I live, da, da, da. 18 years old. I watched one of them. It was True Life. I have OCD. Was that when you finally realized? I was shocked. I saw a more extreme version of what you were doing. Of what I was doing. Yeah. And something in me, and this is, this is why I have faith that there is something energetically much bigger than us out there in the universe and that, you know, helps support us in ways that we can't fathom. Because there's no reason why an 18-year-old with, you know, my level of trauma and, and stuff that was functioning at that level could watch that show and, and say, this isn't good. This is not healthy. You have to stop. And I will tell you, it was one of the hardest things I ever did in my life. And sometimes in the shower in the morning, I would cry. Wow. Cry. And I never told, I never told a soul. My mom doesn't know. No one knew that I was internally having this, this processing this depth of work it wasn't until I told my my therapist at 28 years old and she looked at me with such shock and awe and even then I didn't understand what was happening I think now in the past like few years that I've just gotten so deep into therapy and like coaching it's now that I understand the magnitude at my own level of self-awareness, dedication to the depth of, of the work, willingness, and my ability to heal and self-regulate. Well, and that's why, you know, I respect you and look up to you in so many ways is that you have overcome such tremendous challenges that most people would have no idea how to navigate. And not only did you navigate them, but you found a way to thrive. And you, in your own way, now have such a capacity to hold space for other people because of the amount of work and how deep you have been willing to go within yourself. And I really Thank commend you. that because I, I feel like so many people would never have the guts to go to go through that. And so many people don't go through that. Yeah. And not only did you take everything that was given to you, not only did you take it, but you did something with it. You process it. And now right. look at, now you hold space for other people. And that's so beautiful and brilliant. Well, thank you. And I and I I appreciate that and I hear your words and I I work very hard to receive it because one of the coping mechanisms that I did develop was minimizing. Yeah. What I would do is like when, you know, I saw one of my little brothers getting thrown around or my mom getting thrown around. I don't have a lot of memories of me getting thrown around because I just totally blocked them off. Yeah. And I would say in my head it could be worse. Yeah. So then what what's happened is I still, in a lot of ways and in certain degrees, tend to still minimize my experience. I've worked on it a lot and I know that it was hard and I know that it was terrible and I have a lot of self-compassion for myself and that's helped me regulate further. But so to answer your question, why I'm a coach, sure, I could, I could say, oh, because I want to help others. Yeah. That's not all of it. Yeah. Honestly, the reason I do this work because I need it yes. desperately. I am the same way. And I, I've, I've always known that I needed it. Yes. When I was 23 years old, I, I, I went online and I, you know, my job at the time, I had health insurance. So I went, I found a therapist in, you know, my few block radius in, in New York. And I, I, I knew I needed it. I didn't know, I didn't know the, the, the whole picture, but I just knew something in me knew. I didn't know all the different terms, like the difference between like a psychologist and a psychiatrist and a licensed social worker. I don't know. I just went, I showed up. This individual happened to be a psychiatrist because at the end of my session, which was 45 minutes and I'm 
a ball of mess and lots of tissues of trying to tell this woman why I'm there, looked at me and she said, okay, so I'm going to prescribe you a mild antidepressant and we'll see each other again next week. And Thais, I had no knowledge. No one in my family had ever been to therapy. I had no guidance whatsoever. Something in me, I don't know what it was. I literally have no idea because it doesn't make sense. It literally does not make sense. And I think that is why I'm so spiritually connected because it doesn't well, fucking Pisces. make sense. Well, yeah, I am a Pisces. So that there you go. You know, I looked at her and I said, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I just know that's not the the way I want to handle this. And I and I left. Yeah. And and mind you, mind you. I think medication is valuable. Yes. And I think it is right, absolutely a right step for certain people. For me, I just I just knew it wasn't, yeah. you know? And like I have worked with clients who have been on medication, I've worked with clients who has stayed on medications, I've worked with clients and their doctors to get them off. Like I have a really good respect mm-hmm. for medication. I think people need stepping stools. I think medication can be a stepping stool. I think it's great. It's part of the mental health conversation. Yes, yes. it just wasn't for me. And so that I think is definitely why I have continued to build this inner relationship with this force, this intuitive force that comes from something, you know, spiritually that I can't necessarily name or make sense of because I I don't know with 100% certainty. But there's always been something in me that's helped me and guided me. So on top of the privilege that I have by being a white white woman who's like able-bodied and cis and all of this stuff, I've also had this this connection somehow yeah. with something that I have felt has guided me through a lot of hardships and gotten me through. And so I've always known that I'm, I have a lot of work to do and that is why I continue to show up in this work. And yes, I want to help people, but I, this is my work to do. Yeah. I, I love that because that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember I'm um, going to one of my, <clears throat> somebody I really respect. His name is Krishnadas. He mm-hmm. chants and leads Kirtan. And, you know, somebody asked him, why do you do what you, you know, what, why you do what you do? And he's very open and he talks about this constantly. He's like, I chant in public because I need to. Um, like I do it because of my own work mm-hmm. and this is my spiritual practice is to be in community and to chant in community. And I've, that really landed with me because so much of what we do is to serve others. But if we make it be only about serving others, it's almost like a codependent relationship. Well, and it also allows you to bypass your own work. Right. So, which doesn't help anyone. If I, if I'm coaching only because I want to help other people, that means I kind of need them to transform and to experience certain things for me to feel good about my work. Well, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No. Like it's not as big of an expression and of the transformation that's possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, you know, when we make the work be because we know that this is part of our karmic honoring, mm-hmm. then we know we're in it for the long run. We yeah. know we're in it. We're in it for the long game. We're not in it for the money. We're not in it for the quick buck. We're not in it to, to feel good about, you know, the transformation we're providing in the world or the impact that we're doing in the world, which those are all great things. Oh, totally. Well, maybe not the making a quick buck part, but no, you know, <laughs> but, but, but we're doing it for sustainable reasons. Well, yeah. And that's what I see in you, in your work, in your coaching. It feels very much in integrity and built on a foundation of sustainability that I know that you're in this for the long haul. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, and I, I feel that, you know, I'm my, you know, worth and, and, and things aren't wrapped up in the testimonies of my clients. Yeah. You know, it's the testimonies of my clients, like that's their work. Yeah. You know, all I do is hold space and support them in their work. Yeah. And I, I do it because I also need the constant reminders. Mm-hmm. I have to go back to the basics so much over and over and over it's so again. Tired. <laughs> I mean, it is uh, exhausting. <laughs> I just had some strong feelings, some big feelings. I like to call them big feelings. And I love big feelings, right? And I love to... Well, that's actually, part of your karma. I actually love to feel them. It's part of her North Node. Yeah, it's like... Um, okay, okay, I have another question. Okay, yes. okay, so part, you know, the the 
company that you've built Mm -hmm. is called Live Beautifully. This Mm -hmm. is your brand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, what does that mean to you? Mm Because I feel like living beautifully can mean so many things for so many people. Yes. And I'm curious your intention and the impact that you want to be making around that name, that Mm -hmm. brand. So first and foremost, I think it's really important that people discern between beauty and glamour, okay? Glamour, being pretty, all of that is very surface, right? Yeah, it's, it's perpetuating just, the male gaze. Yes, and it's very surface level work, yeah. right? Like, and and while being glamorous and pretty is fun, right? And 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 it, and it can be empowering, absolutely. Especially if we've been taught that we can only appear a certain way, absolutely. For example, right? Like, if you don't conform with cultural norms, like being skinny, like being white, right. then it is a big moment to find that you are beautiful. Mm you know, without aligning to the Mm -hmm. cultural narrative. Mm -hmm. I think that is the most important thing, first and foremost, to discern between the surface level and then the depth of beauty. Yeah. And recognizing that beauty is ultimately always found, and especially in the dark. And it is the depth of the work and the depth of the dark night Mm. that we can find the most beautiful experiences. Well, I actually think that finding beauty in the, in the dark is the whole point. It's the work. It's the whole point. It's the work. So, so when I, here's the thing. It's so easy to find gratitude when everything's good, right? Right. And here's the thing. If you go to like, you know, my Instagram page and you just like look at me and you look at the little picture, the little icon, and then you just scroll, right? It and look at beautiful. all the pictures. It's pretty and it's beautiful right that's very on brand because your life you work very hard to make your life feel beautiful right however you like to have beautiful home you care very much about cleaning your home and maintaining clean appearances that's important to you as an individual you like that it's a form of my own self-care right it's one piece of the puzzle my my self-care is vast it's deep it it includes my therapeutic process it includes so many things so i think that 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 beauty that that first glance beauty is also saying something about who you are totally however if you then go in and, and read, read anything, <laughs> anything you're gonna get dropped some truth bombs in that that and that is the dynamic and complex just wild beauty that's available in life. Mm. That is what it means to live beautifully to me. Yeah. And that is what it's almost like I'm leveraging my privilege. Yeah. To, to like hook someone in and then give them the truth. <laughs> you know, it's like, let me leverage the pretty Instagram feed, right? Yes. That's all like, fine and like everybody likes a good image and whatever yeah, like a and then, visually appealing and things. then i am going to drop underneath that surface and i'm going to drop as deep as i possibly can your instagram uh not comments your instagram posts the the written part it, they're always so so good and it's it's very surprising to a lot of people and that's how i discern myself that's amazing that's how i discern myself because they People are confused. <laughs> they are. You're people a juxtaposition. Are, people are confused about what real beauty oh, is. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. It's not glamour. It's not pretty all the time. Yeah. There is a depth to beauty. Yeah. And it's the whole picture. Yeah. It's good. That's good. So yeah. that's what it means. And ironically, mm-hmm. when you do your deeper inner work, you become more beautiful. Mm, mm-hmm. You become a more beautiful individual. You become a more radiant person. You become yeah. a better person. That's what I'm saying. And that that betterness, that a kindness, more dynamic, that more complex. Yeah, people feel that they they. Well, you start to gravitate. Exude. Yes, I mean, people tell me all the time when like they meet me in person. I really thought that like you were going to be different, or. I wanted so badly to hate you, but I can't. Do you know how many times I've gotten that? What? Oh, my gosh. Because I come off as just this, like, boop, 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 little, like, from one look, if you just glance, you're going to write me off half the time. What's your rising? 
Aquarius. So I am a Let's Pisces sun. <laughs> this is the Mercury Virgo, talking Virgo here. Moon. Virgo moon, Aquarius rising. Okay. Also, I think that it might be helpful to just talk about a little bit about my health journey. Yeah, sure. Well, right. Let's let's talk about that because, you know, in your coaching work, you talk a lot about wellness. Mm-hmm. You talk a lot about health. But your perspective on health and wellness is different than mm-hmm. what I see most people's. And so even though your coaching is health and wellness, it's also very much not health and wellness. Yeah. So very early on. So I had a lot of issues with chronic pain. I was going to say no. Well, I mean, <laughs> lots of issues. <laughs> They'll all come out eventually. Keep listening. <laughs> like I was just like a sick kid. I'm super sensitive. Like, yeah. I just really am. Like, I'm one of those, like, just, like, really, like, empathic kids that was super sensitive. And, like, I was in an environment that was incredibly chaotic and volatile. Yeah. So it really did a number on my system in a lot of different ways. And as we – I'll talk about a lot more of this, you know, in, in future episodes. But there's a very strong connection between the emotional body and the physical body and the psyche and how that blends. And when there's trauma that happens, you know, in your world, especially as a child, what happens is you store that trauma in your body until your psyche is ready to go into the wound and heal it and start to work it out. Your body will hold it for you. Yeah. So – and metaphysically, there's a lot of interesting connections that, you know, I, I find a lot of, um, uh, of truth in. So I, you know, always had like ear infections as a kid and like, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I always say I was raised on fast food, <laughs> frozen dinners. And antibiotics. Nice. Because that was the truth. Like, yeah. I didn't have a lot of money. Well, you know, when when I was growing up, we were always like a paycheck to paycheck kind of family. It, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, so with all the privileges that, you know, we had as being like a white family, like we had a hardship, you know, and we struggled and it just was what it was. So it's always fascinating to me because I have been on antibiotics like more times than I can count. And, you know, it's funny to meet other people that are like, holy crap, really? Like, you've taken antibiotics like 50 times in your life? They're like, I think I've taken antibiotics a number like five on your, on your liver and Oh, so, I mean, your, your whole like internal gut health and everything. So, yeah. So, even like in my late teens, early 20s, I suffered from like severe chronic pain, lots of digestive issues, so many sinus and allergy problems. Like I had chronic sinus infections. I had chronic yeast infections. I mean, it was terrible. Like in my early 20s, mid 20s, it got to the point where I literally would just have my doctors, like doctor and gynecologist speed dial, literally got to a point where I I would just tell them, hey, I know I'm getting a sinus infection. Hey, I know I'm getting a yeast infection. And they'd be like, okay, I'll call it in. Wow. And they'd call in the prescription, right? And I would take these pills. It got so bad. And listen, I was in my early 20s in New York City. You didn't I know was, any better. I was bartending my way through, you know, college and stuff. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I knew what I knew, and it wasn't a lot about health, wellness, and self-care. I mean, most people don't know a you lot, know? especially when we're younger. I mean, I was I was still, like, eating cereal for dinner and, like, you know, hey, pizza on nothing, every corner. There's nothing wrong with cereal for dinner. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Corn pops. Like, I that mean, was my childhood. <laughs> right. Frosted flakes Me with too. strawberries. Well, I That was my fruit. I didn't even have strawberries in it. <laughs> At least you were getting, like, some fresh fruit. I was just like, more cornflakes, please. Oh, my God. That shit was so good. Oh, my God. And then as an adult, I tried to eat corn pops the other, I think, like, a couple months ago. Hey, I just wanted to see, okay? I would probably die. So, first off, you have that, you just connect with your childhood. You know, you're like, oh, childhood. Like that nostalgic Yes, you have that nostalgic feeling in your mouth. I don't know what that's like. But then, but then you have... You feel this thin layer in your mouth of Ew. chemicals. <laughs> Bad. It's just that's, I and mean, then you realize, huh? You oh. really haven't been missing out on much. No, no, not at all. And and how that piece of like freshest vegetable would feel so much better in your mouth. Okay, probably. well, let's not go crazy. <laughs> Thais says, and I have different eating styles. We'll just say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So anyway, so it got so bad to where the antibiotics stopped working. So I would like pop a Z-pack for <laughs> literally for my fourth sinus infection in one year and it wouldn't work. And that is when I realized something had to drastically change. Yeah. And fortunately, I was working at a place at a time where my VP was like super health conscious and like she was like, sweetheart, you've got to get off dairy. And I was like, what? I was like, not dairy. Dairy. I was like, dairy is a food group for me. Like I have mozzarella sticks on the reg. Grilled cheese sandwiches are like the only thing I know how to cook on the stovetop. Yeah, that's Besides mac accurate. and cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, why are you reading to me my own life right now? <laughs> But for me and my system, it, I couldn't handle it. It yeah. wasn't, you know, I just, it's my makeup. It's my, my. I'm joking around, but I do, yeah. I do honor that. And I know that so many of us have health issues that we all know exactly. are connected with our diet. Exactly. And then having that realization of, oh my God, wait a minute. Gluten has been making me feel like this. Right. Dairy, like, I mean, most of us don't even question the food that we oh eat. Oh my gosh, not at all. And I it's mean, such an important part. And especially with like your mood and how it affects oh yeah. your mood and I mean, your hormone when balance. When I was little, it, it, I would never understand. Like it blew my mind. Like if, if food was being sold at a grocery store, it was edible. Right. Like why would people... Why would something be harmful to you? Right. It's bad. a grocery store. You exactly. go for food. So right. like some things are just packaged in plastic. Mm -hmm. Some are packaged in cardboard and some aren't packaged. It didn't mean totally. that, that was process. I didn't understand what that meant. Oh, me neither. And now to <laughs> remember what I used to eat when I was a child, I'm like, I'm amazed that I'm alive. Alive. Yeah. Like the amount of sugar I would consume. Oh, I used to ha get this. I used to have white bread, that butter, delicious. and sugar. What? Not even toasted. You would add sugar to sugar sandwich. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, I can't judge myself anymore. I mean, that's I didn't insane. Do that. that is insane. I was a kid. That's what we were eating. You ate, added sugar to, to bread and butter. Bread and butter. See, and ate it like a sandwich. That is, yeah, amazing. I mean, and and if you if you look at my life now, it's 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 so extremely different, and it's because I've I've had to save my health. Yeah. And so well, health is so important. When she told me that, I was like, health. oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? But I did. And I figured it out. I had an identity crisis. Well, and it was hard. I used to crave it, you know, because there's a lot of things. I mean, in but honestly, when you cheese. start feeling good, you know, it's it's very it's a lot easier oh. to say no to something when you can when you start to wake up and not need yeah. ten cups of coffee to wake you up. And it was it was really challenging for me to navigate, and it took a really long time. Like you know, my it it I had a lot of different steps along the way, and you know, I hit a lot of places along the spectrum before I got to where I am today, which is a much more balanced way of, of just living. And I had to go to certain extremes and then kind of pendulum back. Um, but ultimately, I really had to put my, my health in a perspective and in a priority in my life than I never had before. Yeah. And this was also starting to figure out what I wanted to do as like, you know, a pivot in my career because I had always been in retail management and then I went to school later in life and I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City at 24 years old and I was bartending my way kind of, you know, through that. And then on the flip side of that, you know, I was kind of like in, in this corporate world and I was doing, you know, social media management and, and things like that. And I started to really connect so much more to the fact that I wasn't really happy at work and, you know, I was very, very, very privileged and lucky to have the support of a, of, of my partner who was just willing to really encourage me and, and say, you know, do whatever you feel is necessary. Aww, and it was, it was, it's love. It, well, it was, it was a huge part of, yeah. How, why I was able to transition into, you know, designing jewelry and becoming certified as a health coach. Oh, and, yeah, your jewelry line. Yeah, and I was really able to navigate a lot of my own health while learning, you know, and being certified as a health coach. And, you know, ultimately, I, I'm, I've, I've evolved much more now and I've gotten much more into, you know, mental health world and, I'm going back to school now 
and, you know, going into clinical psychology and things like that. And so that that's that will be more of my inner transformation and my outer transformation as a coach as well. However, you know, I have gone through a tremendous amount of health issues yeah. and continue to still. I unfortunately had a lot of um, metal cavities removed in a very unhealthy way. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. Like at 25 years old, I had never had a cavity before in my entire life. I went to this dentist in New York. He told me that I had 13 cavities. What? And I had to have them all filled. And I was shocked. And did you go to another one? I didn't go to another dentist. I had no idea. So I just did it. And then it wasn't until two years later, I had a mouth full of metal cavities. Yeah. Two years yeah, later. There's other, like you could have done like plastic, the plastic route. I had no idea. Yeah. You got to remember it. I also come from an upbringing. I didn't go to the dentist like twice a year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that wasn't our norm. You know, like if I went once a year, once every two years, well, that was great. Like when we had insurance, when we were on Medicaid or something like, you know. Yeah. So I didn't know. I just knew I didn't have any any cavities until then. And then I trusted the dentist. And so two plus years later, I went to a new dentist and he asked me why I had so many shallow cavities filled in my mouth. So unfortunately, I was taken advantage of big time by a a dentist that was just like oh i see you as money money pit and we're gonna fill your your mouth with mercury oh my gosh (laughs) and so that was what had happened and then oh my gosh there's an and then i had all of the cavities removed and switched to white fillings, which I have in now. That's plastic, right? Isn't that plastic? Um, I, it's not plastic. One's like porcelain based. Oh, I see. And then there's another like ceramic based or something. And I'm probably, this is probably not true and tech, like, Lindsay's uh, not a dentist. I'm not so a dentist. But do not I, take her advice as your dentist advice. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I've definitely Caveat. read, I've read a lot about it because I, I actually still have one filling left that I have to get removed and I'm actually going to a smart dentist they're called smart dentist and it's insane the protocol that they actually have to go through to safely remove a mercury what's a metal smart filled. dentist it's it's wild I'll actually put a link in the show notes because every single person should watch this I sobbed the first time I watched oh my it gosh. because it's it's totally insane so anyway. I had a year before I moved from New York City to Southern California, which was 2004, end of 2014, early 2015, because I moved here in July of 2015. I had all of my cavities replaced except yeah. for this this one. So I move to Southern California and we move into this beautiful apartment and we're so happy. And I start getting really, really sick, really, really sick. And mind you, I was super active. I was crossfitting like a lunatic which is a whole nother story and like I was I was working out excessively and it was really bad and I did a number on my body but in hindsight I know it was me just trying to connect with my body yeah um, because I had spent so much time of my life outside of my body because I had to because of my physical abuse and other kinds of abuse so I couldn't make it through a spin class like and I'm spin certified couldn't make it through a spin class couldn't like I was so tired I started getting like you know lymph nodes in my armpits were swelling I thought I had like breast cancer or something I started breaking out in hives I mean it was it this went on for months I was getting sinus infections again which I hadn't gotten in years because I've been I've been dairy free for four or five years it was shocking and we didn't know what was wrong with me so eventually I went to this wonderful naturopath in Santa Monica, and after like a two-hour intake, she looked at me and she was like, I need you to get your apartment inspected for mold immediately. Mm. Two days later, sure enough, there was mold in our apartment. Wow. So I then knew why I was so sick. Yeah. And we ended up having to move out of that apartment because even after it was remediated, because I'm so sensitive, there was other problems within the building. Mm-hmm. So it had been remediated from our apartment, but not our building. And so we had to move. So we moved very quickly into a place, whatever. There was mold-free. I was able to start healing. 
it was a long journey and I'm still dealing with it two year, two plus, like two plus years later. And what we realized is that I had healed physically from so much stuff, but my brain cognition was still really screwy. Mm. And that's when I, we identified me and my naturopath of working through everything is there's a problem with heavy metals. And we fished it back to that's all a, of the fillings. That is quite a health wellness yeah. journey you've been on. And so right now I am going to be getting my last mercury filling removed safely. And then I'm going to start the process of really detoxing from heavy metals and trying to get it out of my brain. Yeah. Which my naturopath is super excited because she is like, we can fix this. Yeah. Like, this is great. But there was like three times the when I took all my tests for heavy metals, like I did a pee test uh, um, and a hair test and like all sorts of stuff. And there's three times like the maximum level of mercury that is in my system right now. Wow. So when I have like these brain farts, going yeah. on, it's, it's legitimate. Yeah. And like, it's I, real. I lose words. I lose words a lot and I can't find them. I just blame them. it on being Brazilian. <laughs> you have the, the language barrier I'm an thing. Yeah. So, so you're good. So I'm good. I can't blame it on that. <laughs> you tried though. Actually you my, tried though. I have, I'm like, oh, I'm just Thais's cousin from Brazil. <laughs> that doesn't work because I'm not. I literally just have like, some yeah. brain cognition stuff that I'm still working out. But, you know, so that is why health plays such an important thing for me. And I always say, you know, like when I first kind of came into this, this like more like self-help personal development world, you know, it was like the secret was kind of like my gateway. Yeah. Like I was in my early 20s and I remember like my boyfriend at the time, like, you know, he, like he was into it too. And yeah. like, and I was like, okay, well, whatever. Like, you know, we're going to like it sounds scream. So good. We're going to scream these affirmations. No, it sounds really good. Well, it does. And the DVD with the book, mm-hmm. like it is easy to buy into it. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, why yeah. it does so well. It is so cool to believe that. You're like, oh my God, if I just think my way to everything, I'll have it. Like I can, I'll think my way to be a billionaire they or have whatever. Like these experts who like have like made millions and billions of dollars doing this technique. And it's like, well, if they can do it, then we certainly can do it. Right. And oh my gosh. It is so tantalizing. Well, and it's also so the sexy. Pro- the problem with it is, is it's only a facet. It's only a piece I of the mean, puzzle. Don't tell me that. I was still <laughs> not kidding. No, it's, I mean, there's a lot of problems with the secret. Well, yeah. So Which I am sure we will explore and continue to explore. Of course. Forever and ever. Forever. Forever. Ever. But literally, like, I would, like, say these affirmations and I'd, like, scream them in the mirror and my... Would you really scream, though? Yeah, sometimes when I was alone. You had to scream your... I would, like, scream my affirmations in the mirror in the morning. Like, I'd be like, (laughs) I am powerful. I am amazing. I am a millionaire. I... You know, all these things, right? How did I work out? Well, I don't know because I would sit down and eat like a bowl of sugar. Okay, do not judge my corn pops. I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) And like I was wondering like why it wasn't working for me. Well, it's just we have to see our integrative holistic approach. Well, and that's And that is what Lindsay does. I'm so, so like firm and grounded in that approach. Yeah. Is because I do think it has to be a whole picture. Yeah. You know? And like, I couldn't believe anything that I was trying to feed into my mind with positivity because my body was in chaos. Yeah. And it like didn't have the strength and vitality that it needed. You know, now I see how, how helpful mindset can be, but only because it's one facet. It's, I've worked on all the other facets, yeah. you know? I feel like after 47 minutes that people have a good idea of who you are. Do you think so? Because I am very long form and winded. Yeah. I, I think that, I think I got a better idea of you. <laughs> Do and you? I've known you for like a long time. So you that's have. cool. You have. I learned some fun facts about Lindsay Ray today. Hmm. Hmm. What, what else? Like, is there any other thing that you think people should really know about me? Um, okay. Rapid four, rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Don't let Mercury block you. You got this. Oh, oh gosh. All I right. believe in you. All right. Favorite book. One. 
Okay, this is going to change because it always does. But right now, right now, I'm going to say Aphrodite's daughter right now. Okay, by who? I don't know. I can't remember her name. Okay, well, you'll put it in the show notes. I, obviously, it's on my bookshelf. Okay, like, if you go to my website. And, okay, okay. Next, hey, everybody, next question. everybody, join my book club. It's free. Favorite movie? Mm, this is so hard for me. Well, uh, sucks to be you. I don't know. Favorite TV show? Okay, I mean, I love Scandal. Yeah, that's a good scandal. one. Uh, favorite pair of shoes that you have in your closet? Oh, my God, because we're sitting in my closet right now. Actually, okay, I think my favorite pair of shoes in this whole entire closet is probably ones that were gifted to me by my best friend. She used to work for Ralph Lauren, so she actually gifted me these really cool, amazing, like, wedges wedges with all these, like, cool, like... Uh, that's it right there? That's your yeah. favorite pair of shoes? I think so. I would not have chosen that. Really? For you. Yeah, but it, only because... It has they sentimental were, value. Yeah, they I have understand. sentimental value. My, my best friend gave them to me. So. Okay. What is one goal you want to achieve in 2018? Personal goal, not business goal. Personal goal. I want to get more comfortable. Yeah. Sharing more of like my spiritual mm, journey yeah. with the outside world. Okay, that's cool. Because I don't do that. I keep no, my spirituality very closeted. Like I read tarot. I'm super into astrology and I'm very like behind the scenes with all that stuff. Yeah. Um, because I think part of me is still like a little worried about how people perceive it because yeah. like, you know, I, yeah. I struggle with codependency and that's yeah. a big part of my work is healing from that. Yeah. And like, well, we all have a place within our lives where yeah. we feel a little vulnerable to expose the world. Yeah. And so like, I'm, I'm really woo woo, but I'm super grounded in my woo woo-ness. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me is like really working on just like, you know, like standing strongly in that. Yeah. Okay. Favorite color on three. One, two, three. Rose, Rose gold. gold. <laughs> I know something about you, Lindsay Ray. I'm only one so thing. predictable in some ways and so non-predictable in other okay, ways. Okay, okay, Last few questions. Okay. Uh, favorite food? Avocado is like yeah. pretty high up there. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Very LA. Okay, other question, other question, other I question. I like these questions. Okay. Even um, though I'm bad at them. Name your three, your three siblings. Okay. I have a youngest, which is 10 years younger than me. His name is Jojo. Jojo. I Jojo. I have one that's seven years younger than me. His name is Zach. Zach. And then I have one that's 15 months younger than me, whose name is Caleb. Caleb. So I am the oldest and only girl. Wow. But AKA why I have so many issues and like, you know, <laughs> I would try to be a mom my whole life, basically. Okay. 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 Final question. What is the legacy you want to leave the world? I'm, like if you're, you're on your deathbed, like yeah, what do yeah. you want people to remember you by? Okay. So here's the thing. Like, I don't really value a legacy. Like, it's not one of my my values currently. I don't know if that, that may change as I get older. Yeah. It's not something that I really think of. But I will say that I am always, I'm always curious and I have the desire to have people remember me by the way I make them feel. Like, mm. how it feels to be around me. Like, that Maya Angelou Cool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like I, I really feel like I embody that. Like people will forget what what you say yes. and and what you do, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. And like, I, I think like I really live that kind of quote. Like, I agree. And I think I do it pretty naturally, so it comes kind of like a little effortlessly for me. So you know, I mean, like I'm okay with that being my legacy. Yeah, well, if that's, that's good. it. You that's know, good. I like that. Yeah. So how, wait, 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 wait. Though, no, wait. Hmm. How do you want people to feel? How do you want? I I want them to not only feel but know that they matter and they're mm. worthy just because they breathe. Oh, my God. So beautiful. Like, really, though? Real you are so silly. Oh. <laughs> See, this is why I hang out with Thais because I'm so serious. <laughs> and she helps me be a little more I don't know what it is funny about me. and playful. I just, I like to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> And sing. Randomly. Random. So random. Well, this has been great. Yeah. Thank you so much for, you know. Thank you for sharing about yourself. Yeah. And I figured, like, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna go season by season with the podcast. All right? People who are watching, who... Listening. Or listening. <laughs> watching, listening, whatever. Uh, you know, the mercury again. We're just going to blame it on the mercury. Yeah. That sounds uh, fine. 
but yeah, I'm going to do like seasons and I'm just going to see how it goes and feels. And if it feels good, we'll keep it up and whatever. And like, I don't exactly, you know, know what is in store, but we'll see how it goes. And so if you have questions and comments and stuff, like let me know and I'll like answer them and kind of like, kind of just go with the flow, I love it. you know, and see what happens. But I appreciate all of you for listening and, you know, I'm just excited, excited. So until next time. Okay. So that was a lot, but a little of my journey and I can't wait until future episodes where you know we dig deeper into even more topics like my therapeutic journey which has been crazy and wild but really really amazing and I've done and explored so many different modalities which obviously has helped in my own transformation and with my own healing and ultimately leading me to want to learn even more and be able to help facilitate others in deeper ways. So that should be interesting as well as I'm sure many topics and conversations and guests that are going to be featured on the podcast in future episodes. So please, I would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, if you're, you know, liking what's happening here and rate and review the podcast that just helps people find it and let me know in you know the comments in my instagram posts what you guys want to hear more of you know if you all really want to hear me talk to a specific person about a specific topic let me know i'd love to love to be able to you know really give you all what it is you are looking for and hoping for as well as continuing to navigate what I'm interested in. So letting me know by following me on social media, you can find me everywhere at with Lindsay Ray. And I'm usually on Instagram. That's where I hang out most. I'm not a big Facebook person or Twitter person. However, I am on those platforms as well. And you can always find more information or contact me directly through my website with lindsayray.com. And thank you so much to my beautiful interviewer today, Thais. You can find her at all of her social media, obviously, at I am Thais Sky and her website, ThaisSky.com. And for all the other information that was mentioned, please check out the show notes. Thanks so much. And I'm wishing you all a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day or evening.